Please find your seats and turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1. Some of your faces look familiar. I've seen some of y'all in the early service. This is not the early service. This morning we look at the last two verses of 1 Peter chapter 1. We are finally coming to a close of chapter 1. Uh, There's more to come. Uh, How delightful I have uh, just enjoyed God's Word. He has fed my soul so much. And again this morning I look forward to God feeding us as He builds us up in Christ's likeness. Before we begin, will you join me in prayer? Let's pray. Father God, we already have read your word this morning, Psalm 19. And in that psalm, the psalmist cries to you and asks that the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart be pleasing and acceptable to you. Father, that can only happen if you come with your spirit and touch a fresh this broken sinner. And God, be pleased to speak through me. We desperately need to hear from You, Father God, the God who lives. We need to hear from Your living, eternal Word. So speak. Speak boldly. Speak clearly. God, open up our ears to hear and our minds to understand. Soften our hearts to embrace. Father, empower our feet to walk in the light of Your living Word so that we may walk in a manner worthy of the Gospel. God, the things that are said that are true, that contain the good news of Jesus Christ and the Gospel, would You use those things to make us more like Your Son, our Savior? And the things that I say that are wrong or merely my opinion, may they quickly fall away and be forgotten. God, may you and you alone receive glory, and may we receive great joy and encouragement. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. God's word this morning from 1 Peter 1, verses 23 through 25. Peter tells us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit For you have been born again, not of a seed which is perishable but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring Word of God. And he's about ready to quote Psalm 40 right here. Peter says, For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off. But the Word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the Word which was preached to you. Father God, we ask that you would add your blessing to the preaching of your word. In Christ's name, amen. A dear friend of mine named Randy, as a matter of fact, Randy was my boss before I went into the ministry. A great guy, became a lifelong friend, um, and he told me a story that I so love to hear. Randy told me about a time that he was heading out of town. And as he was heading out of town, he asked his mom and dad, who had retired in the area in which he lived, to come and stay in his home, to kind of take care of the home while he was there, in which they were delighted to do. So they came into Randy's home, and they spent some time there. And upon Randy's return, his father met with him and was so pleased to go over the report of all the things that the dad had done while he was in the home. 
And I don't know about you, but I, I get that report uh, by God's grace. Uh, uh, sometimes my mom and dad come and stay with us, and, and my dad will tell me the things that he has fixed, the things that he has done. And so Randy heard this list and was very thankful. His dad said to him, Now, Randy, one of the things that I did for you is that I watered your plants that were out on the porch. And let me tell you, when I watered those plants, they were bone dry. And so I gave them a good watering every day. Randy, very thankful of his dad's genuine heart, said, Dad, those those plants are plastic. They're fake. You were not watering that which is alive. You were actually watering fake plants, in which Randy and I had quite a few chuckles, that his dad would actually water fake plants. I mean, pretty asinine. I mean, pretty useless to go ahead and to water that which is not real. Pretty uh, crazy to try to bring life to that which is plastic. You know, we live in a plastic world. And we have the tendency to water or to try to bring life, to try to nourish that which is plastic, that which is fake, that which is dead or dying, And God is calling us, He's calling us in His Word here, His living and active Word. He's calling us in our lives to water that which is alive, to water that which is real. And He's telling us, and He has told us, uh, who we are. And it's a marvelous picture of who we are. Peter has painted this picture of who we are in Christ. And he calls us obedient children. And he says, because we are obedient children, because we have been born again, we are not to water, we're not to feed the former lust of our lives. In verse 14, it tells us that. Don't spend time watering that which God has crucified on the cross, that former life. Don't water or feed that. He calls us to feed upon God's living and active word. Because as we are in relationship with God, and Peter has told us, in this relationship with God, our Father is holy. God the Father is without sin. He is holy. That is part of His nature. And God, who calls us into relationship with Him through His Son Jesus, wants us to reflect His nature as His children. He calls us to obedience, and He calls us to holiness, to live a separate life. To not feed and water and nurture that which is dead and dying, but through the living word, fuel and feed that which is alive in us through God's living word. And it's Peter here who, who quotes Isaiah 40. And he's reminding us of the frailty of our life. And he's reminding us that, that we are like grass. And we looked again a few weeks ago that God tells one story. There's one story of redemption that God is telling us. And Peter, as he quotes Isaiah 40, is reminding us of this unbelievable story of God, this story of love, this story of redemption. And the same was true of God's people of a years gone by. They too, their flesh would wither up and die. They too had the propensity to water that which was plastic and try to nurture that which would not give them life. And God's call throughout time is feed on me. Feed on the living God. Feed on what is real. Today we come to the living word. And once again, we come to the living word asking, feed me, Lord. We come to the table saying, feed me, Lord. And we examine our lives before we come to this table and we say, are we watering that which is plastic? 
Or are we watering and nurturing that which is alive in us? It begins in verse 23. Being born again through the living and enduring Word of God. Read with me again verse 23. For you and those of us, the you here, those of us who are in Christ, those that Peter would call aliens, those that Peter would call chosen, those who by God's grace have brought into a relationship with this holy God through His Son. But for you, you have been born again. Not of a seed which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring Word of God. Each new life, each derived life, each new life begins with birth. And oh, what mystery. Oh, what joy that comes with the birth, with new birth. I mean, we celebrate that day. We celebrate the day of our birth. Well, at least till about 40 we celebrate that day. But we're thankful for the life that we have, the life that has been given to us. And the life that has been given to us, this natural life, uh, has some glory to it. Has, has purpose in it. And the reason that this natural life has glory in it and this natural life is a gift to us is because God gives it to us. Every single one here has been given the gift of life. Everyone here, no matter who you are and what stage of life you are in, your life has purpose and meaning because you reflect the God who gave you life. You and I are image bearers, including those who will never worship God, those who who will actually run from God and blaspheme God. Their life has value too because it was given to them by God. And it reflects who God is. That is why we as Christians hold the sanctity of life very precious. But the life that we are given, this natural life, came to us through perishable seed. We all share this natural life. God has created man and woman in his own image. He gave them the great dignity of reflecting who he is. God made them holy as he is holy. God gave them a nature and a disposition to lean toward holiness. And yet man rebelled. Man thought there was a better way that he could make on his own. And because man fell, That image was marred, not completely ruined, but marred. But listen, here's what happened. All of the seed that was passed on to us, that sin all came to us. We are now born naturally of a perishable seed. Everyone here, what we know of every life that God gives to us, this natural life, there's one of two things we know. One, you'll pay taxes. Two, you'll die. Natural life will perish. Every breath we take is the grace of God, but every breath we take is one breath closer to our last. Every heartbeat of ours, every time our heart beats, it's, it's one beat closer to the end. You see, our natural life does begin with birth, but what we can guarantee about our natural life, the life that God has given us, it's going to end in death. Our spiritual life begins with birth too. It says here in verse 23 that we have been born again. But there's a great difference in the spiritual life. Not with a perishable seed that will die, that we all have have naturally inherited. Being born again with an imperishable seed. This seed being the Word of God. This seed uh, life that has been given to us. 
this life, this born again spiritual life, here is the great news. It doesn't die. It lives forever for those of us by God's grace, according to his mysterious design, who have been given this life. This life won't fade away. This life won't wither up. This life endures. And it is Peter who is calling us to feed this life. He tells us that we are born again. And the conduit to our new life is being born again through the living and enduring Word of God. Now, remember, where this one story here is Peter telling us that if we read God's Word, if I stay up and I read God's Word, therefore I will have new life. If I read God's Word, therefore I will be born again. No, that's not what he's telling us. Look back at verse 3 in chapter 1. Peter says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Again, look with me even up in verse 2. It's according to God's foreknowledge, God the Father, and the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus, that we've been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus and all by God's grace. Here's Here's the deal. Because of this incredible, gracious God, He's come to sinners like us. And the reason that we are born again is because God has caused His children, the chosen He calls us in 1 Peter, those who are aliens, He has caused us to be born again. And it's a beautiful picture of the triune God who makes this happen. It is God the Father before time began for a, for a reason that only He knows chose to love a particular group of people. Before time began, He set us apart to love us and give us life and life abundantly. It was God the Son, the eternal Son of God, who would come to seek and to save that which was lost, that which the Father had chosen to come to Himself. It's God the Holy Spirit who comes and gives us the gift of faith. And what does God use? He uses His living Word. God uses His living and enduring Word to take us and to bring us to this God who loves, this God who leads with love and grace and mercy, and this God who gives us faith, this God who gives us a new heart so that we can be born again. But God uses His Word. Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 10. Romans 10 verse 13 says this, For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Did you hear that? Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise God. Whoever shall come will in no way ever be drawn away or be cast away. But what Scripture teaches us is those of us who are dead in our trespasses and sins, we will never come on our own initiative. God, who is so full of grace and mercy, has to initiate with us. And has to give us that ability in verse 14. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, and interestingly here, Paul is going to quote Isaiah as Peter is. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. However... They did not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word 
of Christ. Now we see that it's God's word. It's it's that conduit that we hear, that hear the preached word or read the word of God that brings us to a relationship, brings us in contact with this living and holy God that causes us by God's grace to be born again. What an incredible story. A few weeks ago, we looked at the unity of God's story. We looked at the fact that the prophets were those that told of Christ's coming. As a matter of fact, those who spoke in the Old Testament, Peter says, spoke in the spirit of Christ. When Jesus came uh, uh, in flesh, John would tell us that he is the eternal logos, the eternal word made flesh. Here's Here's the deal. God's word is eternal. God's word tells one story. And God's word tells us an incredible story of a God who loves and a God who redeems and a God who rescues. And in Christ alone can we find hope in life. And we have been caused to be born again through this living and enduring word of God. And here's what he's telling us. Now you are free. Christian, now you are free. Free from a life that is plastic Free from a life that is unreal. Free from a life that will die and perish. You are free to a living and true life that will never perish, never fade away. An inheritance that is secure for us. Feed that which has life. Peter will tell us we're aliens here. This isn't our home. This doesn't have the right life support for us. This world produces that which is fake. This world produces that which is dying. This world produces that which is fading away. He says, I have given you life and life abundantly. And in me you can truly live. And this life will never fade away. Feed this life. Feed this life through my living and enduring word. You see, we have been given a new nature Uh, And we're all born with a sinful nature, that nature that does perish. This new nature is given us, it gives us life. We've We've been given a new destination. We've been given life and life abundantly. So we have to ask the question, why water the flesh that withers? Verse 24. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off. Hey, how does your lawn look right now? Mine is not in good shape. Uh, the rain has not helped me one bit. Uh, uh, there's patches that are withering um, before our very eyes. Yesterday, Katie and I uh, tested our sprinkler system, uh, found about five breaks, and started to realize, oh, that's why it's withering away. Because what needs water, what needs uh, sustenance is not getting it. And we have a damaged sprinkler system. Well, interesting, God's Word takes us to this picture of flesh, that which is natural, that which we have of perishable seed. That's what we all have. He says, listen, this flesh, this body of ours, this is going to fade away. And Peter says, don't feed it. Don't feed that which is natural, those, what in verse 14, that former lust. Matter of fact, we are to put it to death. Paul will say it this way of not feeding the flesh in Galatians 5, verse 19 through 21. Paul says this about the flesh. Now the deeds of the flesh, that which is, by the way, natural, that's what we naturally do. The deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, 
Strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy and drunkenness, carousing and things like these of which I forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. God calls us and says, listen, things of the flesh don't water. Don't water these things. I mean, this, it won't grow. It's dead. This is all the world has. They have an imperishable seed of life. And what they have is fading away. And you know, they know it. And they're trying like anything, any way they can to make that life that is plastic apart from Christ, that life that is not enduring apart from Jesus, that life that is fading away, they're trying like anything to make it beautiful. You know, we can buff a a, a plastic plant. We can try to make it beautiful. We can have the most beautiful of plastic plants. But guess what? It's still plastic. It's still fake. And what God is telling us Christians is this. Listen, don't feed that. You have something different that the world doesn't have. That's all they have. Apart from me, there is not life and life abundantly. But Christian, you've been born again. You have this life that is real. Feed this. And what do we communicate to the world when we find ourselves just like they are, feeding that which is fake, that which will not produce life? You know, the reality is, is, is many of you make your living feeding fake plants. I mean, make a good living. And listen, and that's not wrong. I mean, you're an ambassador of Christ, and whatever you do, God has called you there. And listen, do it to the best of your ability. Be the best at it. If you're good at producing fake plants, produce them. But just don't be consumed by them, right? I mean, sometimes it's hard to to remember that this is not real. We find ourselves there 24-7. We start to think, maybe this is going to bring me life, and it won't. This life cannot bring you life. It is not enduring. We need to look to God and His Word. We need to examine our sprinkler systems. What are we watering? What are we watering? Where, where are our resources going? Where is our life going? I mean, where, what are we watering? Are we watering that which is fake? Are we just spray, spraying on fake plants trying to make them look beautiful? Or are we watering with our lives, with our resources, that which is alive, that which is advancing Christ's kingdom? And how are we being watered? Are we going to the Word, the living Word of God? And, and are we drinking deeply? Are we gathering around the table and we remembering, God, feed me afresh? Are we getting in community and reminding one another this world, this world is fading away? We remind one another that that, that's not going to bring happiness. Remind one another, by God's grace, we've been born again. By God's grace, we have life and life abundantly. We need to live here. We need to water here. We need to stay close to God's word and not find ourselves there. Why water the glory that fades away? You see, fleshly glory is fading and fleeting. There is there is a glory that man has. Remember, I told you that we are all, God's word tells us, we're all made in his image. And there, there is something about beauty and, and, and strength and, and wealth. But all that glory, all of man's glory is fading away. But here's the beautiful picture that God gives us. Listen, Christ's glory, the glory of God will never fade away. And the unbelievable part of the story of the gospel is this. God doesn't call us to just admire his glory. Listen, God doesn't call us just to come and look at his glory. 
God sent His Son, the Lamb of God, full of truth, full of God's glory to come and so that glory can enter into our lives. So that we can partake of the glory of God. That is why He has called us to Himself. Paul will say it this way in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18 says this, But we all, with unveiled, uh, unveiled face, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we, do now, we right now see dimly. But we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And John will tell us this way in 1 John 1, uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Listen in, Christian, lean, lean into this incredible passage from John. Beloved, now, today, because we are born again by God's grace, now we are children of God. It has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him. There's more to come. We will be like Him. Because we will see Him just as He is. And anyone who has this hope fixed on Him purifies himself just as He is pure. This is what God has called us to. He says, listen, I want to share my Son's glory with you. I want to give you life and life abundantly. You will be like Him Today, I've cleansed you of your sins, Christian. Today, I've clothed you in His righteousness. Today, we are children of God. But one day, we will be like Him. That is our goal. That is our purpose. And what He says here now is this, imitate me. Jesus says, as dearly beloved children, we need to be imitators of God, Ephesians 5.1. We need to be holy. We need to be watering that which is living. We need to be running from that which is fading. And that glory that fades. And man is going to say, now here's where it's at. Here's where you need to live. Here's where you need to spend your time. Here's where you need to spend your resources. God says, no, I'm sharing with you my glory. I've given you life and life abundantly. Spend it here. Water that which lives. Come into my word. Dwell with me. Why would we water that which fades away? The young people... Listen, the world's going to tell you that this is where it's at. They're going to tell you that, that if, you, if you pursue hard enough and you, and you have the right clothes or drive the right car or have the right job or do the right thing, that you'll find life and meaning and substance there. And all it is, it's, it's fading away. It's a lie. It's not real. The only life we get is from Jesus. And He wants abundant life. Do not pursue that which is fake. Satan would love to have you spend your time, your resources on that which is fading away. Water that which is living. The living Word of God in verse 25. On my breaks in college, I would work some of the, uh, the summer jobs I had and, and Christmas jobs working for a, a company called Utica Floral. Utica Floral was the big uh, florist uh, uh, in downtown Utica. Um, and I would go there. Yeah, I worked in a flower shop. I'm not too admit, uh, proud to admit it. And I'll forget Mr. Brown, what a card Mr. Brown was. Um, and he asked me one day to water every plant in the store. Do you know how many plants there are in a florist shop? There's a lot, let me tell you. I spent hours watering plants. I'm up on the ladder. I'm getting the ones that are hanging. I watered them too much. It's watering now on the customers. That's not very good. And eventually I was done. I was proud of my work. I came back to Mr. Brown and I declared job completed. Mr. Brown, I have watered all the plants in the entire florist, in your entire shop. He says, okay, let's go on inspection. 
We walked together. Did you water that plant? Yes, sir, I did. Did you water that plant? Yes, sir, I did. Did you water this plant? Yes, sir, I did. Did you water that plant? Yes, sir, I did. Did you water that plant? I did water that plant. Do you know that in the very back of the store, there is a cooler? And would you know that they had a plant behind the cooler? And of course, Mr. Brown knew about it. And so here he goes. He looks around the cooler and he says, did you water that plant? No, sir, I did not. Oh, my goodness. He exploded. I mean, spit on me. He yelled at me and he said, every single plant needs water or it will die. Listen, every single Christian needs to stay toward that God who is living and active and that word that is living and active. We need to be watered. In 2 Peter 2.2 it says we need the spiritual milk so that we will grow in our knowledge of our salvation. We need to come to the table and feed upon Christ. We need to continually feed that which is alive. Shun that which is dead and it won't bring us life. So we can live and truly live for His glory. See, all Christians need to feed on God's word. The writer of Hebrews would tell us about God's word. It's living and active. What are we feeding with our lives? Where are we spending them? Are we spending them on the things that are plastic and fading away? Are we feeding on that which is alive? What are we feeding with our resources? Are we simply making more plastic plants? Are we investing in the kingdom? At the end of this, Peter says this, and this is the word that has been preached to you, and I love it because those of you who like these things, uh, Isaiah 40, it was quoted 6 through 8. In, in verse 9, it basically says, this is the good news. And Peter says, this is the good news. Listen, there's such good news. There's good news of a God who come and rescue sinners like us. There's good news that He wants to feed us. There's good news He's going to feed us again here from the table. Are we feeding upon that which brings us life? November 3rd, 2002, I stood in this pulpit and I said I was beginning a 25-year sermon series on Jesus in which we are now involved in and Lord willing will continue while I have breath. The word that is preached to you is not my word. It's the living and active word of God that brings life. We need to examine our hearts. We need to examine ourselves before we come to the table and confess, are we watering the flesh? Are we watering that which perishes? Are we really nourishing our souls with God's Word? As the worship team comes forward, and I pray, take a moment, prepare your hearts, examine your hearts, and we'll come to the table. Let's pray together. Oh, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word that is living and enduring. I thank you that, God, you have rescued us from the life that is meaningless and plastic. That we, by your grace, through the work and the resurrection of your Son, we have life and life abundantly. And God, yet we're, we're so prone to wonder. We're watering the plastic stuff too often. God, by your grace and mercy, would you cause us to feed afresh on, on Christ and to water that which is alive. God, feed us through your table as you fed us through your word. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.